Hello and welcome to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It is your one, your only, your favourite CEO. It's me, it's Kieran, all the way from the rat, also known as Ballarat. And joining me, <laughs> like he's... Like he's opposite and in the studio, it's Turch. Hello, How Turch. How you doing, buddy? How are you? I am fantastic. It's good um, to be back for another week of of the podcast, you know. And I'm so glad you did the intro as well because I was spent all afternoon thinking of a joke and I could not think of one. And what I came up with was, uh, with, with me is my co-host, my CEO, and the man that puts the letter D in the word fridge, Kieran, and I'm like, that's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> that's that's quite terrible. And it's hilarious because I just heard that joke because I stuffed up the record <laughs> the recording, but we won't tell. Don't tell people. That. That we we only do one take, but we recorded it. it we didn't even record anything. That's the whole thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's all right. Hey, in exciting news. Exciting news. I I feel I feel quite proud of myself. Yeah. Right. Um, the other day. By the other day, I mean yesterday. I sentenced someone to seventy-six weeks. <laughs> Jeez, when, quite... did you bec- when did you become a uh, a judge? You should have been on the same tro- panel as for uh, Cardinal Pell over there. You would, he would have got away with he wouldn't have got away with only three and a half years or whatever the hell he's getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a we had a hearing. A very naughty man uh, did some no- very naughty things on the basketball court. Oh. Me and two other panel members had to hear the case. And I was quite impressed because they wanted to give him a year. And I talked them up 26 more weeks. A one and a half years ban from stadiums. Can I ask, what does, what does it take? What do you have to do to, to get over a year's ban at social basketball? Because uh, like, I've seen guys play soccer and I've seen girls play soccer where they're like pulling their hair out. On the pitch, and one girl actually went and keyed another woman's car at one stage. It was crazy, and she was back like the next week. <laughs> wow, yeah, real bad. <laughs> I would not recommend playing at that that soccer place. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, well, basically, just don't have me and the two others that were in the tribunal, and you'll be you'll <laughs> pretty, you're pretty fine. Yeah, we're like the toughest <laughs> in the district. Basically, if you get it, if there's us, if it's us three, you 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 fucked. There's, Great. Yeah, you know, someone else might have given like five weeks, and we've come in with seventy six. Very proud. <laughs> Not the record though. One hundred and four weeks is the record at the moment. So two so. years worth of banning. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I kind of want to so. be there when the guy just gets <laughs> the sentence of a hundred and two weeks, and he's just like, I can just see him ranting and raving and doing a whole bunch of fun stuff. Going forward. But Kieran, speaking of rants, that's what this show is about. I mean, one of the things, we've had a couple of guests on recently, and they don't, some of them don't exactly know what we do, and this and that, but I think we should really tell all the listeners for this episode what we actually do on this show. So, we usually start this episode with a bit of crap, and then we do, someone does, Someone here does a rant. That's correct, yes. That sounds about right. That sounds about uh, right. Now, Kieran, do you have a rant for us this time? Do I have a rant? Uh, no. no. You don't. I don't have a rant. I don't have well, a rant. Well, I do. Excellent. I do. Kieran, have you noticed we've been going to pub bars and pubs lately? I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves because 
uh, we're alcoholics. We, we, we met at a bar. We did meet at a bar, and we were alcoholics back then as well. <laughs> but the big thing that I've noticed recently, and it's been big in the news not only uh, here, but you know in the UK and especially in the USA, is the banning of plastic straws. Right. And that's what my rant about is today, right? The banning of the plastic straw. Because the more you look into why they banned plastic straws, the more you realize none of it's credible. Mm -hmm. And it really annoys me. So I first noticed that plastic straws were banned. There was some stuff on the news saying that they were going to do a few little things. It's not, again, it doesn't really affect us. Like we only use our straws to sort of mix our, you know, uh, rum and coke or whatever we're drinking, like scotch and coke, whatever, whiskey and coke, whatever we're drinking. Do you use a tonight. straw when you drink whiskey and coke? Well, sometimes they used to give you straws when they, back in the day. Yeah, I take the straw out. I don't have yeah, the but straw. You, oh, I just do a quick mix. That way it's sort of like some of the alcohol sits at the bottom and I want it even throughout the glass. Oh, that's, that's actually, I can't believe I haven't thought of that. <laughs> well, now you can't even do it. Because really? they banned the straw. No, but it's probably for some environmental reasons, right? And that's exactly right. So that's where I'm getting at this. So apparently it's environmental reasons. And the stat is in the USA, over 500 million straws, plastic straws are used every day in the USA. Sorry, say that fact again. Far, apparently, 500 mm-hmm. million straws are being used every single day in the USA. So that means the US has a population of, what, 300 million? That means everyone's using two straws a day. Hang now, on. Think, like, People don't use two straws a day. There's some fucktards out there that are using five <laughs> to six straws a day. It'd have to be something crazy like that. And that was the... You're, I'm glad that you stated it there. 500,000 straws... 500, uh, 500 million straws a day sounds like a bloody lot. And that was the first hmm. thing that um, triggered me about this stat. And look, lots of people like the environment and have all that sort of stuff. And that's absolutely fine. You've got to take care of the environment the best you can. But still, hmm. limits. Limits. For me, though, the biggest thing was this 500 million figure. So, so who, a whole bunch of people have stated this figure. Um, this this uh, celebrity named Nina Nelson has stated it. Uh, the mayor of uh, New York City has stated it. Um, you know, Starbucks, Hyatt and Hilton have all abandoned the plastic straw. And the mayor in New York and, and stuff like that have all banned the straw outright. And now you can only get paper straws and we'll get to that later mm. okay but where did this half a, you know half a billion straws a day number come from uh i'm guessing someone has made it up and you know what you would be 100 percent correct in like 2014 or something or 2015 a 10 year old kid for a screw for a school project Called, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> did you did you say a ten year old kid, <laughs> a ten year old boy for a school project, <laughs> telephoned some straw makers, mm-hmm. some plastic straw makers, yes, and asked how many straws they think America uses a day, 
and they mm. just gave him this figure. This got right, picked so, up by... So basically, some person's answered the phone and gone, oh, fuck, it's a 10-year-old. If I've got a question <laughs> oh, for a school project, fuck, I'll just, I'll make up a number and give it to them. Yeah, yeah. And they can go off, and I don't really have to do, I don't have to actually find this out because it's just going no. to some school, school no, project. No, that's right. So this kid, you know, became a little bit of a thing. It got picked up by the local news and then like the state news and finally went on national news. So they put him on TV and he has been <laughs> stating this half a, half a billion straws a day. And he's like, many of it may end up in the oceans without any fact checking. Oh my God, that's fucking and the, hilarious. And the more you go into it, it's actually like the number is expected to be like less than half of that. I, I, I just knowing even even if even if America okay in your workplace church how many people do you see drink straws uh, drink out of a straw drink, each day use their straws um not many like look I get the paper cups for the coffee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are using those but they're papery now they recycle and stuff like that mm-hmm. I didn't even have a lid on mine because I just have the macchiato which is nice and short. But yeah, like straws, I don't see very many people, if not maybe okay. one or and, two. And how many of those people do you think use a straw in the morning or in the evening when you're not at I, work and you can't see them? I can't imagine them using a straw at home. Okay. So and basically, I can't imagine, like, before work. So basically, because let's say there's 500 million people in America. Yeah. Right. That's one straw per day. And the amount of people that I know don't use a straw every day. No. Which means to have those figures, you've got to have people. Who use a shitload of straws a day. I can only imagine that people go into McDonald's, right? And you buy two meals and you get like two drinks with two straws in it. Uh, well, see, if I go, if, I, if I'm ever at McDonald's and I've got to get the straw on you, have got to push the thing because you're in the... You know, oh, that's the, right. You, do, you serve your own yeah. straw now, so you don't yeah. even need to uh, take I mean, two I go straws. through the first three or four because I don't trust the people before me. Oh, there you so go. I, so there's your there three you straws go. a day. That's yeah. three straws yeah. a week. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, like three straws a month. Ugh. So 500 million is completely a fake number. But the issue that I had with this, other than this stupid environmental bullshit, was that they've replaced these plastic straws with paper straws. Have you ever used a paper straw? Don't use... Paper and water don't mix. No, exactly right. They break down in an instant... And they're like, oh, they're biodegradable. Yeah, they're biodegradable while you're drinking from them. There's nothing like a little bit of cardboard while you're trying to have a Coca-Cola. Like, nothing's better than that. Bloody outrageous. Bloody but outrageous. There's, but there's there's another effect that it's having on businesses in the, in the US. Mm-hmm. It's having a negative effect. By not having plastic straws, it's having a, a negative effect on the disabled community. What? Because mo- some disabled people need to drink out of straws. Yes. And they can't, you know, drink out of a glass. This, that. And the paper straw is not allowing them because it's degrading so quickly. Oh it's not allowing God. them to get the, <laughs> the drinks quick enough to them for them to oh. be qu- thirst quenched. And so this all came about from a 10-year-old who was doing... Wait, there's project. more. There's more. So every oh. drink now costs mm. between... Three and five cents more to serve, costing the patrons more money, 
And because mm. the cost of the straws are a bit more expensive because they're all this biodegradable stuff instead of cheap out of ch- China, uh, costing the business more money. And they have to up upcharge stuff for people to have their paper straws. So it's this whole cycle of a fake thing leading to all these negatives. Wow. So after all of that, I was, I was actually going to rant about this ages ago. And I thought, this is like the worst thing ever. Worst thing, absolutely worst thing you could do, right? Hmm. But I found out today, and this gets to my article, that, because in Florida, they're currently banned. Mm-hmm. The past six stores. But Florida is about to put a bill that would ban the banning of plastic straws. Ban the banning of... Yeah. Good on you, Florida. Double negative. Double negative. So they put a five-year memorandum on local laws that ban state... Uh, ble- ba- sorry, ban plastic straws while state officials officially actually study the issue until it's cleared by the Senate committee. Oh, fuck. That's so for five years... years yeah, they, they can't do that. They've also banned in the same bill uh, prohibits local bans on selling sunscreens that harm coral reefs. I'm like, mm. isn't that every sunscreen? <laughs> oh, dear. So F- Floridians are going to drink out of plastic straws and burn to death. <laughs> oh, well, you know, at least it's uh, in the government at some kind of committee level. Well, look, yeah. You know what? That's A the best you could mem- ever hope uh, for, right? What was that? Sorry. So that's the best you could ever hope for. I uh, look. You can. It's the little things in life that make things go around. I guess. Right. I, that I, reminds me. I don't me. know. Uh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I have a rant. You do have a rant. I do have a rant. Is it as stupid as my now. one about? I'm gonna find you the clip of the kid going. Oh, it's five hundred. It's like a ten-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could scan the government as well as this gentleman has. That is He's the next Al Gore. What was it like? The um, it's almost well, not quite equivalent, but the people that did that science experiment with Ribena and found that they had like no vitamin C or oh, any really? of the other things <laughs> that Ribena was claiming, and they the students actually just thought that their um, apparatuses were just shit. <laughs> and anyway, the teacher was like, "No, you should like send that to the government," and they sent it to the government, and then the government did testing. Like, yep, your your analyses were pretty pretty good. <laughs> So Robina had to like, yeah, they had this change all their advertising and their bottles and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, bloody hilarious. Church, yes, I was meant to go on my first strike on Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> I was very excited. So you've been in the job a month. You've taken an annual leave day, and you're you're about to go on strike. Yes. I love you, mate. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with taking an annual leave day in the first month? Nothing. <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> love you so much. It's hilarious. So we had the long weekend. You can, o- you can only do you can only do that if you work for the government, like we do. <laughs> In the private sector, it would be like, yeah, actually, you're gonna, um, you might. Here's the door. Government <laughs> sector, take another day. <laughs> go on well. strike. <laughs> Continue, but you're about to go on strike. But what happened? So very, very excited. We had the Monday off. Long weekend. Yeah. Long Very weekend. Exciting. Labor Day. I, enjoy- I enjoyed it. That was great. Then I was like, then I've only got to turn up to work on Tuesday. Wednesday morning is like two hours. And then we're striking. 
because yeah. I'm new to this organisation, but apparently the EBA negotiations have been going on for a year and a half, right? Sounds about they right. Now, they now got to the point where they're like, we're going on strike. So I was like, I better join the union so I can go on strike, right? Yeah. You know, how, how great is this going to be? Um, they called the strike off. What? <laughs> so you're disappointed because... Well, the EBA happened. negotiations have actually made a lot more progress since they well, threshold strike, which is great. But I was looking forward to my day off. Did you just want to hold a sign and pick it? No, I was just going to sort of go down and see what was going on and then go home. Um, I think well, my mum's been a teacher and she's, she's been on like two or three strikes every so, you know, every time she goes on strike. And she goes, if you do go on strike, you don't get paid for the day. You can take the day. Uh, really? but you have to let them know in advance. And then, uh, but you have to like, you know, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to go on strike, not get paid for the day or whatever it is. And then just go home. You actually have to show evidence of some kind that you are actually there. No, very easy. I just put field work in my diary. <laughs> Someone could Photoshop you in, like with everyone else, like a little face in the background, and network. That, that's all you need. Something. You know. Oh, I'm very, very sad for you. I would have loved to hear some, some protest stories from you, <laughs> like you know, like you knocking people, knocking the cops down because they're like not giving you enough cash, and then you get pepper sprayed. Put you in the back of a divvy van, take you home. <laughs> uh, you would love that, wouldn't you? Yeah, because then I could ask my mates, that, uh, some of my mates who are friends of mine, and I can ask them <laughs> how you went. <laughs> Maybe beep that bit out. <laughs> I'll get the... Uh, 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 <laughs> anyway. oh. um, you got a new uh, story talking for of striking. Us, talking yes. of striking. Yeah. Victorian... And Australian and international school students mm-hmm. are going on strike tomorrow. Right. What? Do you, do you know why? 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 Why are students going on strike? Uh, is it something about the environment or something stupid like that? that they, or abortion or something stupid that children should not be involved in? Barely out of nappies. Conservative academic takes aim at students' climate change strike. Now, I'm all for, I'm all for the, 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 the man and the woman going on strike. I was going to go on strike on Wednesday. I'm all for That's it. That's true. Right? That's true. Right. Except for I don't think this is a strike. They're not striking against education, which is where they are. No. Like, they're not striking against... So, it's more of a demonstration well, rather strike, than a strike. They're striking because the environment is not doing the best. Too many plastic straws. That's the fucking issue here. <laughs> well, you see, good on them for demonstrating, right? Good on them for demonstrating. But see, whereas in a workplace, when you go on strike, at least it's like the the um, the announcement of a strike got the EBA, you know, progression going a lot faster, right? You're right. What is what, what is the purpose of them going on strike? What is it going to accomplish? Nothing, because they've got to enter politics, or they've actually got to enter science and work on. The actual problems. So if that, uh, so you're telling me the kids have to enter science or politics um, to help the environment and do stuff like that. Well, I, I, I'll say, okay, the car, the cars we drive today, right, produce a mm. lot less um, carbon dioxide, right, right, than they did forty years ago, which is disappointing because they're Why not as that? fast. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> become a scientist and make them faster. 
right? But that's industry and engineers and scientists have been working on that, mm. right? To, re to reduce the things. So they're doing their bit to reduce emissions, which is fantastic. Good on them. Right. I remember, do you remember back in the day, and I'm, I'm sure you remember this, was like Greenpeace was like, oh, we've got to like save the planet. We're going to do all this sort of stuff. Save the planet, la, la, and because we're going to cut down on how much paper because we're cutting down trees and this and that. And we're wasting billions and billions and billions of trees every year. La, la. And then the USB was invented. And the then US what? The, the USB. Yeah, yeah, like the USB, like a USB drive. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, look, we don't use, we probably use like 10% of the paper that we used to use like 20 years ago. And they're still like, ooh, got to save the rainforest. Like, <laughs> where do they draw the line? Like, okay, well, we've done the best we can. <laughs> we've really limited how much paper we're using. Like, there's got to be a I limit. Mean, I've, but, I've, I've... but nonetheless, oh, I was like these... say, I bloody destroyed millions of trees during my PhD. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun just printing out. <laughs> but you can't let printers smell your fear. If they smell no, your can't. fear, they're never going to work. <laughs> but I, I think these students, right, I, I got on them for demonstrating, but none of them are working on the actual problem. You know what? It's ma the thing, maybe right? they should just, maybe they should like learn about things and really study hard in a, at a place where there are teachers there and the curriculum is set where they have to learn a certain amount of stuff to go on to higher education. Maybe, like, they should stay in school instead of fucking... Oh, go back to school instead of striking. Go learn about stuff instead of just standing there. It's just a waste of a day. To be on the flip side, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to be the teacher going, yeah, go on this strike? I'm going to no, because the my... teacher... I guarantee the teachers would have to be there. And then you the have strike. to... Yeah. No, the teachers aren't going to the strike. The students are just wagging school for the day. Is a wagging school... Now, because I reckon a lot of these schools will be pushing it. They'll be like, yeah, we're going to go down to the, the strike and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be part of the, the experience of the day and, you know, that's what they're going to do. So these teachers are doing it all wrong, right? They should, What they should be doing, if you're a smart teacher, you'd be going, oh, maybe I can take my students to, like, the United Nations to like the environment people and then we can get an international trip and they can pay for me you know what you know what the issue with that is no public school's ever going to do that it's only going to be private schools well there you go you gotta got, oh. got think of the money there's no public education that's going to go hey t take 50 kids to the united nations to meet up with some random guy <laughs> i'm just thinking now that i work in academia full-time how i can take students on an international study tour you just got to set it up no, I'm just going. I've got to try and figure out where I want to go. Well, do do what we did because I did, went on an international study tour and I went to like Singapore, I went to uh, Switzerland, I went to France, did everything. I did the full <laughs> world trip. Apart from the USA, I was I was there. Oh, Church, and you'd love this. A month into my new job, yeah, I've already got conference leave approved and paid for. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> That's fantastic. I love working for the government. It's the best. It's the best. Well, Kieran, I found some more, some exciting, fun news that involves um, hipsters and and academic studies and <laughs> fantastic lawsuits, all in one. Oh, no, no fucking way. We bought the same article. You got the same article, <laughs> did we? <laughs> so I've got here. I hope it's the same one. 
Hipster whines at tech magazine for using his pick to imply hipsters look the same. Discovers pick was of an entirely different hipster. <laughs> at the end of February, MIT Technology Review uh, emitted the pithy rundown of a 34-page research paper from math modeling boffins at a uh, certain university in the USA. And the paper essentially uh, stated that uh, the all-important counterculture statement hipsters can end up looking all alike. Uh, for groovy models of how random acts of hipsters undergo phase uh, transition into a synchronized state, along with some knotty network equations. Uh, the accompanying article was then edited uh, edited stock image of a generic millennial chap in a plaid shirt and a standard issue beanie or trendy winter attire. Um, so after it went live, they got a, a, a furious email from a man saying that he was the guy in the photo that ran the with, with the story and he accused them of slander, presumably by implying he was a hipster and of using the pic without his permission and he wasn't too complimentary about the story either. The crap, oh crap, is generic millennial chap uh, liable? Uh, the registered courts uh, can't afford those hitting in the courts. Um... But at the end, they found out that it wasn't even him. No, that's a great thing ever. What what did they say that that was? Because slander means that you're damaging a person's reputation. Yeah, and I saw, I thought that too, and I'm like, how can it be damaging this person's reputation? Because as someone stated here, as far as I know, calling someone a hipster isn't slander, no matter how much they hate it. Still, they would never use a picture without a proper license. This and that, but. The only reason that um, a word can be slanderous if it isn't true, or or you know mis, but in this case, if this person and and is derogatory as well, so derogatory can help out with the slander sort of case, or is a negative sort of thing like calling someone, you know, something that they're not, and it's in a negative way, like um, what's her name, the uh, Australian actress, like she got told that her age was a lot more than what it was, yeah. or something like that. Like, that's slander. In this case, he's now... St- by saying that it's slander, he's saying that there's two things. One, that the word hipster is actually negative. And two, by calling someone uh, a hipster, it's actually, like, almost like a racial slur hmm. of a group of people, which is completely wrong because it's just about a certain type of dress. It's a ridiculous well, t- case. To me, I go, if you actually think that was you, when it clearly it wasn't, you're a hipster. Well, no, that just proves exactly what the study stated, that they all look alike. The fact that this <laughs> guy looked at, a pic- looked, looked, at him, looked at a picture of someone else in a plaid shirt and a bit of a beanie and this and that, and then said, yep, that's definitely me. You're not allowed to use a picture of me in this study about all hipsters look alike. Obviously, we don't. And then gets it so wrong that he can't even recognise a picture of himself. <laughs> That's Fantastic. Look, my brother and I look alike, right? But I can tell the difference. Yeah, well, we've got, we got mates that are twins and we can tell the difference, you know? It's, you it's should be able to tell hard. the difference between you and, you and anybody else. And a stranger. And a stranger. And a stranger. <laughs> In a, in a random picture and stuff like, oh, it's fantastic. It just proves like it, and the, the guy just stated who wrote the um the study. It just proves that hipsters do actually all look alike. 
If, if this has proved nothing but, well, you you'd know. be pretty embarrassed. Pretty embarrassed. That's well, bloody it, hilarious. I'm just waiting for a hipster to be like a protected class, like on Twitter. Like you can't mm-hmm. say like you know Jewish words, or you can't say like you know Islamic words or this and that. Suddenly, hipster is going to be the next word on Twitter or Facebook, and you can't say anything negative about because they have to protected class. Apparently, I, I heard Facebook and, and Instagram and all that was, was down for like 12 hours. You know I what? It notice. may have been. I didn't even notice. I <laughs> that just even... proves that we have real jobs. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, I didn't, didn't notice that. Um, I, did I tell you about the, the party I went to a few weeks ago with the social justice warriors? No, please. Oh. I live for these stories. Okay. Oh, 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 this is oh, not the party that you got kicked out of. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, did continue. I, did I tell you that? Oh, I'll tell the tell the listeners. Yeah. Um, you know me. I I don't hide away from stating my opinion on many things. <laughs> um, and then when someone has had some alcohol, someone's opinions may become stronger. It's that Just third beer. Uh, it's you know what that uh, <laughs> when you have three beers, you're feeling great, and that fourth beer turns into yeah. turns you into Alex Jones. <laughs> Where you're just yelling at conspiracy theories, and you're like, you know, yell, you're yelling at people, you're telling them off, you're telling them that the Earth, the Earth is definitely flat. NASA's a lie. The, inter, the interdimensional you know, space pedophiles are raping, you know, women and selling all body parts of babies. That's where you get to after that fourth beer. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, probably, pretty much. I can't really remember the night, other than all I know is I had a great time. Right. And and I didn't I didn't turn up at this party till midnight, right? Man, you're a real party animal. Oh, I know. And probably I think I left there three or four in the morning. I was like, this is a house party. This is this is great, right? Anyway, now there's still quite a number of people there. You know, talking to people and you know having some great conversations. Anyway, there was these two, and and it wasn't until the next day when I woke up that I was like, they were social justice warriors. Right, and I can't remember. I can't remember what they're talking about. But I told them that they were clearly wrong, and this is why they were wrong. Right, and they're talking about just it was very airy fairy. Like we need to do this, but I'm like, why? What's the even if I agree with you? Like, tell me why. Anyway, so I pushed them on a lot of their ideas. I remember yeah. that. Anyway, they left. <laughs> they left wherever we were, sort of sitting and went away somewhere else in the party. And it got to about four a.m. and there wasn't many of us left. Right. And one of the girls comes back out and she sees me and she walks away, right? I didn't pay, didn't pay any attention to that, right? And then... Too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then um, uh, later on, she sits down on the couches and all that. That's fine. Anyway, towards the end of the evening, I, 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 once again, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I order, I order an Uber, right? And she goes... I go, oh, my Uber's here, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go. And she says something like, yeah, it's time for you to leave now. <laughs> like very, very, you know, very That's assertively. Forceful. Yeah, 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 right? well done. Yeah, yeah, very forceful. And the other guy who was a social justice warrior, he said something along those lines too, right? Anyway, one, one of my mates was there. And the next day he's talking to me about the party. And I'm like, I had a great time. Like, I, I fucking had a great time. He's like... You were hated at that party. They all hated you. <laughs> That's why you right? had a good time. And I'm going, you played the villain. It's the best, I'm going, the best feeling. 
And I'm trying to think, why did I have, like, why did I think I had a good time? I'm like, oh, because they're all social justice warriors and I was like challenging them <laughs> and making my opinion known. And they had like no comebacks. And I was like, that's why I had a good time at this party. <laughs> what was their topic of the day? Because there's always like one topic that social, like social justice warriors always have one topic that they're really keen on. Yeah. And, I, um, and it's always funny just finding out which one it is and just really drilling them down on it. Oh, look, the only thing I can sort of remember was that they're talking about like Collingwood and near Collingwood being like upper class and lower class. Yeah. And how, you know, the government's got to do things and they've got to fix and change things. And I, I, I can't remember, I was sort of going, yeah, but you can't just give handouts. We've got to help people like work <laughs> and, we you can't know... Do- I'll sum up what of- you said. We just can't be socialists. You do realize this. Socialism yeah. does not work. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and why should someone who's worked really hard and earned their money, like they should be able to buy that million dollar property or two million dollar property. Of course. Um, and, and the others, you know, they, we, yes, we can try and help them get jobs, but they've got to work. Yeah. They can't just get handouts. Anyway, they obviously didn't like that. Part of that, it, it's amazing. The more you get, I had a great time. I had a you would have loved this party. I would have, I would have had a great time with you. We would have both been kicked out. It would have been terrible. Um, yeah, I just love it when you get, you know, you talk. I talk to a couple of uni students here and then. They talk about things like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, if everyone, you know, socialism works when it's like fifty people, and they all have certain skills, they can all help out." So once you get to a stage where it's you know, it gets bigger. There's so many more people. We've got 200, 300, 1,000, million people in a certain area. Socialism doesn't work at all. See, I, I guess where, I, where I'm for, in, in a sense, in the part of the socialism aspect, right? If you've, got a, if you've got such poor cognitive abilities, right? And that's what we sort of can consider someone who's like intellectually disabled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Even even people with with intellectual disabilities work, right? Yeah, they can find some some form of work. But there's going to be some there's going to be people with cognitive abilities. They just they just can't work. Oh look, there's there's always and, going to be like five to ten percent of the population that can't work. It's it's, and it's have, always going to be the case. And we have to pro- we have to provide and support them, right? Yeah. And and there's going to be some other cases where people just just can't work for whatever reason, right? Um, and, and I'm also for you know sort of like the free uni education and well we we pay we do pay it back later. Um, I think I think Australia do- has one of the best systems because at the end of the day, yeah, we you know there's interest and all that sort of stuff, and we slowly pay it back. I mean, it's a lot better than the American one. Having free, um, sec, uh, having free tertiary education makes it worthless because that means if everyone can gain access to it. And it's a bit like that here. The more education that people have access to that's free, the less the quality is going to be. I mean, that's why when people talk about having, you know, free healthcare, free healthcare doesn't work, you know, because doctors need to earn money and doctors are a finite skill. Same as uni lecturers. Well, it's not, it's not free because the taxpayer picks up the bill. That's absolutely right. But that's the thing. Like, it's uh, if I could change one thing about the political spectrum in any country, any time that a politician says free, they need to say taxpayer dollars or yeah. income rev- generated through ta- uh, taxation. 
if they change that, everyone would understand exactly where that money is coming from. And everyone would have a far better opinion and a far more strongly worded opinion on where we spend those dollars. Because nothing will be free anymore. It'll be, we will be using taxpayer dollars to fund other people's universities. And people will be like, well, hold on a fucking second. We're paying Kieran? <laughs> hey, I've got to pay that money back. I'm getting oh. taxed for it now. I know, isn't that the worst thing you've ever seen in your life? And people wonder why I want—I oh, don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> or Kieran, speaking of yes. the government doing the wrong thing. The government doing um, the wrong thing. I yes. teased it, I think about a year ago I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do a bunch of stories about porn now because Fantastic. it's one of our favourite topics. It's been a few weeks since we've done a story about porn. It's been a few. No, last week we, with with Dan, we talked about Spider-Man porn. <laughs> oh, that was more art. That was more art. I'll give you that. So, about a year ago, I think I talked about, at least six months ago, I talked about how in the UK they're going to be blocking porn. Do you remember that? Mm. Yes. April 1st, 2019. It's going to start. If Brexit wasn't on right now, this would be the topic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, this is what's going to happen. This so-called porn ban, which is exactly what it is, will see all adult websites blocked by default, with users required to verify their age as 18 years old or older to unlock them. Do you think people will do that? Well... Well, people okay. are going to. Fu- there's always there's always workarounds. People will get VPNs. That yeah, put exactly into right. America. Look, that's yeah. that's easy thing. Cause this is this is a this is a boomer issue. This is a boomer issue with a boomer problem, right? Hmm. Oh, just get your license out and uh, just scan it in. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's exactly what it's exactly what it is. Because they they're asking people to get their license and do it. But not only that, you have to now buy the access. To adult websites. Let me just find it here. It's amazing. So you've got to register, verify, yeah, you have to and register. Buy the access. Register. Let me tell you. So, um, so all the all the adult porn, all, all the adult sites, all the porn sites, they'll join a number of other sites using the, the age ID system, which requires users to verify their age via an official form of ID, such as driver's license or passport. From April, when the new system is expected to launch, Randy Internet Lurkers will be shown a non-pornographic landing page, according to the Age ID spokesman James James Clark. When a user first visits a site protected by Age ID, a landing page will appear and prompt them to verify their age. Each website will be created with their own non-pornographic landing page for this purpose. When someone clicks on the site first, they'll be asked to register their ID, and uh, they can use that through their mobile SMS, a credit card, passport, and all this sort of stuff. But not only that, uh, they can also do that, uh, access all the porn sites through a one-time verification that's protected with any sites that will go through a simple password or login without needing to verify via a voucher you can buy from high street shops. And this pass, this for a single device, will cost you five pounds, which is about eight Australian dollars, or 
nine pounds, which is about fourteen Australian dollars. Which means if you want to buy porn for every single site or access to every single porn site, you will need to pay an additional not fifteen Australian dollars and log in every time you want to watch porn. Now, not only is this like the most stupid thing you could ever do in your life, can you imagine this now? Like, we're, we're, we're young, we can work around this, we'll find a VPN, we'll just, like, you know, millions of other porn sites are going to pop up, there's no way they're going to find every single porn site and put a login page at the front of it. Let's just do that. But think about this. Think about your dad, right? Mm-hmm. And your dad's sitting there, and he gives you a call. This is the phone call you receive. Mm-hmm. Son, where do I put this doohickey to access the porn? <laughs> That's the phone call I'm one day expecting. Because there's no way in how any boom is going to go, I'm going to go down to the shop and for $5, I'm going to buy an access to a porn pass and then go to my computer and log in. There's just no way in how any boomer, anyone over the age of 50, is going to do this. It, it, that's it, You know what? That's more of a dystopia than I could ever talk about. Like, an IT84 has nothing on... on Zoomers or whatever we are, Generation X, having to help our parents log into their own porn. <laughs> this is the thing, That's right? paid for. We should be... The young people of today should be working on climate change and solving that, right? Making yep. sure we can live in a sus- sustainable environment. Instead, all our efforts are going to be working on how to get around the porn. Well, porn has been the biggest driver for, like, most of technology when it comes to visual and audio. Well, porn's just, I, I mean, think about it before, um, go back into the really olden, olden day times, right? Yeah. It was just brothels. There was just a shit ton of brothels. You know, I've been to Pompeii, you know, where Pompeii is in Italy, like Mount Vesuvius yeah. went off and like they, uh, everything got frozen in time, basically, uh, from the volcanic ash. And look, you know what? It's one of those like marvels of history and it's absolutely incredible and not like, a lot of our bodies were sort of like, um, I don't know what the word is, but like calcified. Like they're just, they're just bodies that are covered in this volcanic ash and stuff like that. And they're just, you know, you can see like the figures, you can see the people running. It's amazing. And a lot of some of the buildings were really kept in really well, really good condition. Like some mosaics were there. And it's amazing. You can go have a look. But the, the building that was kept in the, the most pristine condition out of all the buildings in there was the brothel. <laughs> so as you're walking around with the with your tour guide, he's like, the and this is the brothel. This is the most... And you walk in there and it's got like the beds, isn't it? And then above each of the, of the rooms, there's <laughs> mosaics of what they do in that room. So they go, oh, this is like the missionary. Mm-hmm. This is the doggy style room. And you can go. <laughs> that Porn is always going to be around. I think just in different forms. But I think the fact that, you know, it's very different from going into a brothel in the, you know, 2000, 2000 years ago compared to, again, buying a porn pass. You know, like you thought that buying condoms back in the day was hard to do. Imagine that you're like 18 and you want to buy your first porn pass. Do you reckon, That's so do you reckon much the more sale of magazines is going to go up in the UK? Uh, but then you would still have to show your license, wouldn't you? Sound, you? 
it'd still be the same issue. Uh, uh, look, it's good. You know what? People, uh, people, people even people stupid. who aren't technologically literate, right? Mm. Yeah, even people who are not te- technologically literate, they will figure out a way to access the porn. I hope so. I hope that. Um, I hope that the world really unites on this. I think if anything can really help people more, like people are always going to like help people connect, and I think pornography is mm. like the 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 biggest commodity on the internet. It's the cheapest mm. and biggest commodity. And if people need porn, people will get porn. Is LimeWire finally going to make its return? That's the, that's what I'm really hoping for. LimeWire or Napster or something like that. And it's like all these random names of, of porn in like really low definition. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, bloody oath. <laughs> but um, then, you know, yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, listeners. Is yep. there a is there a delay in our Skype? Oh, there's always been a delay. You'll figure that out when oh, you're editing like it. <laughs> just feel like there was a bit more. Yeah, there's just a little bit there. That's okay. We'll just edit it out. It'll be fine. Oh, good. Okay. But go for it, Kieran. What do you got for me? Because after this, I've got another porn one, which goes on from this one. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> in a certain town, there has been a jewel thief. And the... <laughs> oh, we look up very different articles. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, that's why this show's great. Yeah, and <laughs> they have been trying to find this this jewel thief uh, for quite a while. Um, and the shop has they've looked basically all over the shop in the false ceiling, in the AC ducts, and they can't find their jewellery. Turns out, rats. Rats are the thieves. <laughs> oh. So ra- how much the, how much jewellery have, they, have yeah. these rats stolen? Um, a, a fair amount. Yeah. Um, a fair amount. It doesn't specifically say... Um, about twenty three dollars, twenty three thousand dollars worth. But <laughs> so, so I never know what the value of jewelry is. Like I look at things, and go, oh, it's it's like you know, it looks like a lot, but it's like you know, fifty bucks. Hmm. I, I don't understand how they're priced. Like gold's easy because it's like a commodity, but diamonds I don't understand. Oh, I I yeah I um wouldn't have a clue about how <laughs> how it's priced. I feel like I feel like. Jewelry and all that's just massively overpriced anyway. Yeah, well, like gold and silver, like that's a commodity, easy to price. But diamonds, like it's De Beers, I think has a almost a monopoly over all of diamonds. It's like there's one company and they sell mm. on diamonds. Stuff like that. In the 1920s, like diamond sales were like almost nothing. And they invented like diamonds are a girl's best friend and started to push things you know, giving a diamond as an engagement ring was something that they pushed in like the 1910s, 1920s as a marketing campaign. And apparently they would used to go down to uh, schools, like, you know, teenagers and stuff like that and primary schools and sell this to them as a marketing campaign and telling people. 
And like the whole thing of like, oh, it's like two months of a male's salary. That's how much the ring should cost. La, la, la. Like that was all a marketing campaign and it just took off because they got it into like films. They got it into like, you know, uh, back uh, photographs and and stuff like that and in the fashion world. And that's where in like the 1910s, 1920s, diamonds were almost worthless. Because no, even back in the back in like the Roman times, it wasn't diamonds; it was rubies and emeralds and stuff, which are actually a commodity. It's really interesting. Well, you got to admit it's a pretty it's a pretty clever campaign. You know, it's, well, De Beers was De was actually the name of the. I, th- I think it was not the the diamond company; it was the marketing firm that worked for them. Right. Really interesting, really interesting history about diamonds. Uh, we should go into it one day with someone that actually really cares about diamonds. <laughs> and just be like, oh, <laughs> your whole life is a lie? <sighs> I think that would be really fun. <laughs> oh, God. After after having been at that party with those social justice warriors, I really want one on the show. We should get one. I've always I'll said that. I've always, I always wanted to get like the most right, like crazy right-wing person I can find to get the most crazy left wing person that we can find and just moderate the shit out of it like i i want that clash of like Mm -hmm. craziness going on Mm -hmm. that'd be awesome what article do you have for us church well continuing on so like remember i was talking about this dystopia of like pornography and i have to help my parents out or my you know some old people out for their find out their wanking habits and stuff like that i think these women in america have cut yeah. out the middleman. Really? Oh, <laughs> Mothers disgusted with hardcore, onla- uh, hardcore online porn make their own X-rated film they'd be happy for their children to watch. Is it them cooking? No. So, five <laughs> women are taking... That was very funny. I'm gonna... <laughs> I just swipe past it because I wanted to get to the story. That was fantastic. <laughs> So five women are taking part of a new Channel 4 show called Mums Make Porn. The mothers had to make a porn as part of their research and were disgusted. Um, two of the women threw up when she was on set and another was disgusted by the rape-based content and she quit the show. So a group of five mothers were so disgusted with the porn they found online they decided to make their own. Uh, they didn't star in the films themselves, but they helped direct and produce it in a bid to create porn that is realistic and promotes positive attitudes towards sex. The three-part series follows the journey of the adults into the adult entertainment industry, which sees one of the mothers so distressed by internet porn, she quits the project altogether. One mother is reduced to tears by the violent rape-based content, and she throws up. And at the end of the program... The women will show the video of the pornography that they film to one of their children. Wow. Okay. Like, Michael Jackson's been in the news recently about showing, you know, like, obviously molesting little boys. But back in the 1993 case, and I think the 2004 case as well, um, people, like, it was alleged that he was showing pornographic images to underage children, mm-hmm. like providing them with pornography, both in a video form and in a uh, like a magazine form. Both of those um, allegations were shut down by the judge, both times, by the way. Yeah. I don't believe that he was... Um, I don't believe he's guilty. That's just my opinion. 
I'm not going to go into that. But if he was going to be like, how is it legal for this mother to provide pornography even to her own child who's obviously underage? How is it even one remotely legal and two allowed to be televised? And three, can uh, you imagine? I can't imagine nothing worse than make, getting my mum and a couple of her friends together to make a porn. <laughs> can you, like, how, like, because that just means that they're only going to go off their own experiences, right? And so that's all they're going to put in their film. So can you imagine this big circle, overarching circle? The mums are making porn of only what they know, and the dads are going to call you up. To, to help you help them log into the porn of that the mothers are made of the porn that they know. It's just a big circle of the worst porn circle you've ever heard of in your life. I can imagine that's a dystopian future that I will not be a part of. And I'm going to start my own country anywhere else where everyone that, you know, of legal age can access porn. Comfortably from the, from their own home, have a wang, get it done, and move on with their day. Church, I kind of do want to watch this show, though. I do want to watch this show, and it, if there's anything that I've learnt, and anything from psychoanalysis, yeah. is that you want your mum to make some porn, and you want to watch it with her. Look, all I, how much Freud have we got time for today? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Freud like mostly discredited though? Is that oh, he's very discredited. Yeah. yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah. That's, that's I, good. Um, I, I, I shocked my first year psych students because they're learning about Freud and one yep. of them asked me a question and I was like, to be honest, I don't really care because like, we've moved so far beyond him. Yeah. I'm like, you guys need to apparently know him for your exam, but yeah. after first year, don't need to know about him. Nah. Yeah, I, I remember learning that he's just sort of completely discredited and I'm like, oh, okay, well... It's funny. I, it's it's fair, good jokes. He was one of one of there was a few, but one of them, I guess, who started the psychology movement. Yeah, and for his time, really good. Yeah, but we're so far beyond it. Well, like I said, if everything, it's it's good to know the things that were discredited, so you don't relook at it or mm. understand why that they're discredited with new things. It's really important that you learn from. Learn from the past and you move but forward. For what, but for what he had at the time, it makes sense. It's a bit like the Bible, right? Yeah. It made Ugh. sense at the time. <laughs> it was our f- it was our first attempt, so it was our worst attempt. I don't think it was our first attempt. I think it was the first. Um, it was a different attempt. It wasn't the first. It was definitely. I I think we one, have one of the first attempts in the context, and people for some reason just can't. Get rid of stories from two thousand years ago. Uh okay. This is where we're going to have a difference of opinion on the Bible. Not that I okay. believe in the Bible and that. I think that the Bible does. Okay, you're mostly talking about evolution and you know and how the world began and all that sort of stuff. That was... Yeah, and 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 yeah. So I'm not basically when people try and use the Bible to describe. How the universe was created. Oh yeah, yeah. As or, a piece, how, as a piece how any of, of that, art, right? That is like piece... we're so far beyond that. If you're using that as your reference point, you're an idiot. Yeah, I think you've got to. In, I, I used to think that too, 
And again, I'm not really, you know, a Catholic. I've you know, grown up Roman Catholic, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not really atheistic anymore. I'm, I'm more agnostic now. But I think you've got to look at the Bible as a learning tool for morality and how we developed our morality code as a secular society. Yeah, and as a piece of art. I still because think, a lot of the laws the that we've put in place today are based on duo-Catholic, uh, duo-Judeo-Christian learning. There's so many morals in there, which are just... I just it's like abortion. Like the fact that we're the fact that people Abortion's still never stop mentioned abortion. in the Bible. Like No, but people I mean, people, people They use, use the, the Bible, Bible as a, as a thing because that's something that the, that's something the Pope has said. You know, and that was a that was a, a Christian stance. But it's not in the Bible. I mean, you know, eating yeah, shellfish they, is in the Bible. Use, the, the, the Bible is used as that it's, it's used just, as a crutch. I absolutely agree. They shouldn't use it as a crutch for their own morality. But in the same sense, some of the te- a lot of the teachings, you know, be good to one another, even the Ten Commandments, a lot of those are really basic things like don't kill. It's a very simple sort of thing. I mean, we have lots of laws for that now, but that's a, it's a simplistic idea that can be used as a metaphor, as a for, learning tool. For the time. I, for the time, I mean, yeah. Like, one, of the, one of the first commandments is something to, to, to do with, you know, obey God or obey something. And I, to me, I'm like, that's a very totalitarian... But no, um, see that, and I think you're looking at it uh, wrongly. I think you're looking at it as a like it's God or nothing. But I think it's like understand that there potentially could be a higher power. That you know whether that's a God for you or something else that you're in at uh, that plays a part in the whole scheme of things. It's 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 more of a metaphor than you think. And I'm not just eh, it, it's, you know, some, it's a yeah, different it's way of looking at it. It's got some stories in there. Oh, look, the stories are great. Look, you know, the, uh, the prodigal son's a fantastic one. Like, you know, a lot of the teachings of Jesus is really interesting going forward. The building of a community out of nothing. Like, you know, the metaphors of, you know, the everything from Joseph back in the day when even his Technicolor raincoat and uh, the um, Jude- um, Jews f- fleeing from Egypt and stuff, stuff like that. It's about the struggle and the struggle getting towards something that is greater that's you know yeah it might take 40 years 400 years but that's you know the journey on the way there is worth the goal and that's really important yeah but i but you can you can still have that story i mean like uh, you know i don't actually have i have never read the bible and i don't have much yeah tolerance for he should because it's it's a really right. interesting there's some but, bits that are just garbage i'll but, give you that some like psalms that saying, are boring as shit but, you're talking about that whatever that story is about you know you've got to sort of work hard well that's my philosophy when i was having the debate with those social justice warriors i was like yeah you've got to work yeah and you've got to if you're in a crap position you you work at it and you Mm. try and get some support for it and you work harder and and you reap the rewards for work um that's not based from any you know biblical stories i for me, I think... Mor- See, this is my thing. It's not because you don't know about it. I, was I, I hope morals come from science rather than... Morality rather than a, can't... No, morality can't come from science. A book 2,000 years ago. I, I'm always under... I, I See, for me, I'm always under let's find the closer approximations to the truth. And yeah, but morality science, isn't truth. So, and that's, that's the, the... That's the... I think that's a, the distinction that you're not... That you might be missing. 
the Bible isn't about truth. It's about trying to understand morality. But morality, morality doesn't have to come from the Bible because there's many different... I didn't, I didn't say it did, but the, I, can't, I can't understand how morality can come from a science. Because we look at... So I guess one of the things... This is one of the things where, where psych would, would look at it, right? Um, did you hear that story today about the, the um, refugee who joined ISIS when she was 19? Yeah. And now wants to come back to Australia. Yeah. Right. So... How, you know, how can science someone's... choose? How can science in that case then um, morally choose the right decision? No, no, no. But what it does, what it does is basically would go. There are people who are under the under the impression she chose that decision. Yes. Right, and so she should stay there. Um, and the morality is we're keeping Australia safe. That's that can be conceptualized and put in a bucket. Right. Then you've got other people who who form other moral opinions, which are like we have an obligation because she's an Australian citizen. So they fall under one bucket. Then we have others that are saying, well, we should really be looking after the children um, and, and bringing her out here. And that's another, I guess, another moral position. So there's, for that one situation, there's many different moral um, compasses. And it's, yeah. I guess, science is understanding all those different moral compasses and the different values that people, that people put on it and why people have... I guess lean towards that moral opinion or moral compass or moral value, whereas someone else has a different moral compass and a moral opinion. And I think when you've got a greater understanding of that, um, you can have, I guess, a greater discussion of, of how how we help people in society. I don't. I don't think that science is the way of going about this because at the end of the day, this is. Um, a science, a, science is doing, you know, on a very, very broad and basic sort of thing. Science is doing the same, um, is being able to provenly test something and receive a result, the same result every single time. Whereas, I, I, um, I, I, but morality, I think, I think, you can't do that. But I think with... Because I, I every mean, situation of, will be different. I mean, I mean look, the, class- the same sort of issue, like this woman... In, you know, coming back from ISIS to uh, to Australia, there's one that's just happened in the UK. Uh, she's also had children there who are now becoming ISIS fighters. And, but she's also come back and said, oh, yeah, I want to kill people when they come back to London. So, you know, it's... And I don't know too much about the Australian one. Um, but, you know, if she's gone, you know what, I want to get rid of my I- old ISIS identity. I've made a really bad decision. I don't want to reintegrate into um, Australian society, then that might be the case. And then the, the morality on that is two different two different sides of the same coin, where one, of the, one, one of doesn't the... want to integrate and one does, and then you've got that moral dilemma. Because I, I, I'll I'll, those are two different things of the same, almost the same sort of um, starting point. Two women leave ISIS camps to come back to a home country. I'll give you a flip. I'll, I'll flip. I'll give you another example, right? Mm-hmm. There's they've, they've done studies where they've got um, a person who looks homeless on the street crying out for help, right? In a in a packed in a packed street, yeah. people walk past him, don't help. Now, yeah. before before you do that, you could ask a lot of people, and um, it's basically get down to their morals. Like, I I want to help people in need, right? And then they walk past this person who is clearly crying for help and no one stops. 
It's very rare yeah. that someone stops. Right. Um, and then you make them sort of look like a uni student. And a few people stop, but you know, not as many. But then you put them in a suit. You put the person in a suit. They're crying out for help on the street. More people will stop for that person. Even though these people have identified, I guess, their morals that they, that they want to help people in need, these same people are, going to, are more likely to help the person in a suit who looks professional than they are the person who looks like a homeless person. But, w- but what you're doing there is, if you were to talk to these people, most of them would say it's the risk-reward sort of thing. If he helps, if the people help see someone that is, um, I guess, you know, looking like a homeless person, for them, they're going to think, okay, fight or flight, more people are going to go, yeah, I might get injured in this in this situation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But That's me, on a morality that thing. That's a self-preservation thing. That's completely different. And now, you're, that, now what you're doing is with science, you're only monitoring the outcome of a certain position. You're not think, understanding the reasons why they've come to their moral, moral decision. No, and but I the think moral, that's I where you're getting lost in the wheat. But, but people can have these moral decisions, but it changes based on different circumstances. And, and I guess the behavior that they're, that they're going to um, choose in certain situations... So it, it's it's an interesting. I anyway, my short story is. I think it, I, I think we're looking at this. I think we're talking about the same thing, but in different ways. Just like my mum and I always fight about stuff. But I fan, think what we're fantastic. I think that I just yeah. personally think if you if you get your morals from the Bible, it, there's better places. Look, and there are probably, there are other probably places. Probably better off thinking about it and why you have I, those I morals. Just, I just don't than, think that than being you could, prescribed to you. Okay, even if you stated that you take your morals from uh, coven- current government law, that's still being prescribed to you. Mm. No, but you, uh, mine is, <laughs> you should be thinking, it doesn't matter, even if it's the Bible or government law. Yeah. It's better to think about why you have those morals than just taking them for granted, like just yeah. taking them as they are. Oh, I... I um, that yeah, and but I'm, I think if you just, I think you're given a blanket statement saying the Bible, just because, you know, certain parts of it are very shady. Overall, it's terrible. I mean, I mean, I don't like any of the taxation laws in Australia, but that doesn't mean I go around killing people. <laughs> I'm not going around killing people because they believe in the Bible. But well, a- you know, you don't, be- you know, you don't believe, uh, you know evolution but in the bible says don't kill but should you go kill people is no but but the the moral law of of the bible saying don't kill someone is something that you still follow christopher hitchens put that put that one out really nicely which he said when they're walking to mount sinai wherever it was right sinai they they get up there and he you know the mother's about to kill his son or whatever it is and then god intervenes and says don't kill your son murder's wrong it basically says society wouldn't have lasted murdering one another like it's just an it's an inbuilt like genetic moral that we have we don't unless you're a psychopath or an sociopath we don't go around killing people oh and that he said the story completely wrong and it's completely missed the point of the story it was he says it better than i summarize it yeah well yeah i think we i think i'm gonna go watch the video not that i'm gonna refuse it or anything like that again um you know, not that I know exactly every part of the Bible and stuff like that, but I think that 
that story you haven't told you haven't given it the justice it probably deserves uh, no I, no i haven't but i'm just <laughs> impressed that our listeners right have either switched off probably right, they're very very <laughs> intrigued with this uh, or outraged which i hope we get some rants next week i hope so too because right. it's it's uh, it's I do like both. Look, I'm uh, and I've probably infuriated in more people, uh, which I'm really happy about. <laughs> um, look, religion is, has never really been a part, of, a big part of my life. You know, um, I've grown up with the Catholic Church around my family because obviously Roman Catholic and stuff like that. Um, but as as a morality center and a, as a this and that, it's never been a big part of my life. But I understand why people would be drawn to it, and I understand that yet. Yeah, a lot. Most people don't believe it all. Most people don't even know what's in there, and it's only told via dictation by the by the senior people of the church or senior people that or their own parish or whatever they want it, wherever they get their information from. But most people use it as a starting point. They don't use it as an ending point that I know of anyway. And the people that you do use it as an ending point, they usually end up being the outcasts anyway, like the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's the free, that, uh, those are the outsiders in, within the Christian community and they're not widely accepted. You know, my, my, nonna does, my nonna doesn't believe that, you know, God created, actually created earth in seven days. She doesn't believe, you know, she thinks that, you know, the figure uh, she, of Jesus wasn't a real man. She cherry picks. I understand. But you know what? We cherry pick with a whole bunch of things, and and, and that's you know I choose I choose to follow some laws and not some others. I'll jaywalk every day of the week, but god damn it, <laughs> I won't kill anybody. Um, I guess you know my rules of engagement. If it's in your own home, fantastic, great, do it. Yep, you need kill to do. everybody you want. <laughs> Put it, put it in the public arena. Uh, I, I'm going to protest. Um, be a person of, I guess, power or influence. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, not hold. My opinion is not going to be held back. Um, no. But if you're in your own home and you invite me over, I'll be very respectful. And in fact, I've got a friend who's Muslim, and I love going over to her house for every at the end of Ramadan, right? Because it's a big <laughs> feast, and it's lovely, and it's fantastic. Yeah. No, that's all good. Look, just enjoy. Religion is great. The artwork's the best part of it. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, also, the, uh, the 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 religious holidays. Oh, well, I'm, I'm never going to get rid of those. Never going to get rid of those. And on that end note, Kieran, I think we should wrap it up. I think our listeners have had enough of our crap. <laughs> Probably. From porn to... <laughs> Religious ideologue debate from a, from a, a morality standpoint. Jesus, we cover it all. And if we're, But if you would like some more, and if you're a wanker out there, you should follow us on SoundCloud on iTunes, on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat or a rant, especially after this contentious episode, please record it on your phone. And email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, thank you so much for another fantastic episode. I don't know how we do it. <laughs> We're just geniuses. That's it. And all you lovely wankers out there, we will see you next Thursday. Oh.